SeatGeek is a ticket app that takes the confusion out of buying tickets. When you use our code LBRMedia, you will get $20 off your first SeatGeek order. SeatGeek scores each ticket selection 0-10 to 10 to let you know if you're getting a good or bad deal. Click the link in the description to download the app and remember our code LBRMedia for $20 off your first order. SeatGeek, your route to high quality ticket selection. This episode of 3 to Harder Way is brought to you by the BetStamp app. BetStamp is helping thousands of people win at sports betting for free. The same way travelers use Google Flights or Expedia to find the best prices, sports bettors can now use BetStamp to do the same. When you place a bet, the odds given by a sports book will determine how much you can possibly win. Even when betting on the same outcome, different sports books will offer varying payouts, and these differences can be huge. Thankfully, BetStamp allows you to easily line shop for the most profitable odds across all sports books. You can click on any matchup and instantly see all the different odds for games lines, player props, and even future bets. Line shopping is the simplest way to find an edge in sports betting and maximize your chances of winning long term. On average, bet stamp users win an extra $1,000 yearly just by line shopping. You can find the bet stamp app on the Apple Store, Google Play Store, or through your browser at www.betstamp.app. To access all these benefits, sign up using promo code LBR. That's LBR and start your journey to sports betting today. If you forget to use the code upon sign up, you can always enter our code in your BetStamp account settings afterwards. BetStamp, bet like a pro. Welcome to Three the Hardaway, aka the Three Man Jalen Weave, aka the best big three since LeBron D Wade and Bosch, as my Twitter still open up <laughs> live on YouTube on Labor Day. We know everybody off work, so y'all should be pulling up to the crib and a man to watch Three the Hardaway. So we appreciate it. If y'all like the stream, leave a comment, join the live stream, and subscribe. We gained 13 subscribers in one week, gentlemen. 13. We'll take that. We at 138 right now. Let's try to get trolling us saying some dumb shit. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, uh, <laughs> pissing off the Grizz fans. <laughs> Man, look. <laughs> look, they mm. met at Chris Vern today. Apparently, he said something about uh Deion Sanders a couple weeks, a couple days ago, and they, they on his ass. So hey, everybody <laughs> leave <did>. us alone. <laughs> 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 But yeah, man, again, uh, subscribe to uh, to the channel. We're on the way to that 200. We're we closer than when we were last episode, so let's, let's keep it pushing, man. If you don't know who I am, I am the walking bucket providing instant offense. It's your boy Savage. Up here, we got the coach on the sidelines, take them schooling on and off the court. And when I say it's really shitty, it's really shitty. Shitty was good. Man, what did you just do? It sounded like your voice is elevated, like, I don't know, from, man. like, Jesus to God in one moment. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to just say hi at this point, sir. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'd fix the audio if it just messes up. But we also got your favorite DJ's favorite DJ, Sample Man himself, Mr. Tesh Kid too. What's good? What's good, gentlemen? What's good? Happy to be here for another episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you went from Jesus to God and Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he gave praises to the most high like it's still Sunday, man. I feel it. Yes, sir. <laughs> Anointed. 
Anointed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Candy is here. Candy, we we a little bit late. Candy, I'm sorry. We we, we like. Nah, 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 ain't nobody late, man. It's early. Uh, it's it's a ten. You better be happy. We here, goddammit. <laughs> anyway, what's up, Candy? What's up, Tyler? What up, uh, y'all, Tyler, y'all, y'all pulling up, man. She said he got trivia today, so I'm I'm gonna step out the way and let Shitty uh handle NBA trivia as we start the show off. Yes, man. Um, and I hope we get this. I'll give some clues if necessary. Um, but I think we can rattle off a good amount of this list. I know this list. Yes. Who are the top five European scores in NBA history? Uh, I saw this yesterday. Uh, okay, Dirk. Dirk. Easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, European. Let me see. Uh, Giannis went in and he he ain't crack, he ain't cracking yet. Uh, Who? Who'd you say? No, Giannis is in it. Giannis top four. Giannis top is four. it. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm trying to remember from yesterday. Damn it! I literally just saw this video. Uh, Who'd you say? Asia. Pasia. Stoyakovich. No sir. Pagasov. Pagasov. Uh huh. Mark. Nope. He was like number ten. Okay. Tony Parker. Yep. Damn. And then it was it was some guy I can't I can't even try to pronounce. I ain't gonna like he played for the Nuggets. The Nuggets. He didn't play. No, I don't know if he played for the Nuggets. I, I would oh. say the most important times that he played was with the Seattle SuperSonics. Oh, dead left shrimp. Boom. Yeah. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. But dead left shrimp. I used to play with with the Sonics on like. Some game uh on Nintendo, so I know about Dead Left Shrimp. So I respect yeah. respect mm-hmm. it. Look at look at who's look look the play. best left hand player you ever played with in 2K? Because you play with damn near every lefty, and I'm pretty sure you started <laughs> all of them. Left-handed player uh that I played with. Yeah, I know it's random, but <laughs> I didn't play with the first right. every left-handed player we've ever brought up. You like, yeah, I played with him on 2K. So like, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta have a favorite. Man. Yeah, you gotta have a favorite. Let me see. I used to like playing with Michael Beasley when he was with the Timberwolves. Uh, Walking bucket. Um, mm-hmm. Let's oh. see. Of course, Lamar Odom. I mean, Odom, Derek Fisher. Uh, nobody else come to mind. I would say primarily Michael Beasley because when we had those two K leagues in the in the in college, I used to get Michael Beasley as like a as like a power forward. So I, I say Michael Beasley. Mm-hmm. Michael Beasley. Mm-hmm. Good one. So, all right, man. So uh, we had an interesting uh, day uh, with Team USA losing mm-hmm. to Lithuania. Speaking of European players, uh, Jonas Valanciunas uh, was giving his old teammate, Jaron Jackson Jr., that work. I mean, couldn't literally could not be stopped. On top of that, Lithuania had snipers all over the damn court. And, I mean, we're, we're finding out, well, this young team is finding out, I should say. They learned that European or FIBA basketball is a little bit different than isolation NBA ball. So uh, likewise, there was a, an uproar on uh, not even just Grizz Twitter, but Twitter in general, because mm-hmm. Team USA, for the most part, doesn't lose, even though they've lost before in like in years past. Of course, not mm-hmm. with like Kobe and Melo and all them when they were all together, but right. the team is a, is a URC level team, depending on who you ask, but they still, in my opinion, should have swept through FIBA, but they did not. And so people were going out and blaming, you know, Ant-Man because Ant-Man shooting too much. 
Jaron because Jaron don't get a rebound. Steve Kerr because Steve Kerr don't want to put two bigs on the court. Um, what are y'all thoughts on the loss and who are y'all putting you know the blame on as far as Team USA losing and can they come back and still win? Um, yeah, I was fine. Um, I was trying to think of like how to answer how you you gave like three questions. That's why I was like, wait, okay, how do I answer? Come on, teacher, man, get me on your game. Um, man. Catch <laughs> First and foremost, this is again. Let's just let's just be clear. The FIBA is the JV. Um, there is no Devin Booker out there. There is no Wardell. Um, there is no KD. Um, there are no other players that should or could be out there, right? Um, but we never send those players out at this time. This is not – let's also back up. No one said that this was like the redeemed team. No one said there was the second coming of them. No one said this is the second coming of the, the fourth coming of the dream team. No one said that when this team was assembled. Even when this team was assembled, there were question marks across who should start, who should do this, who should do that. There was always questions since the day this team has been put together. So with that being said, they're bound to lose something. Um, I don't – they should pull it back together? Yes. Can they? Yes. Will they is the question. And how much will do they have to actually win games and go the extra effort uh, when necessary? I saw a tweet talking about um, Grant Hill saying, you know, no one is afraid of America no more, right? No one's afraid of – USA and you know Noah Lyles is probably laughing ha 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 look the way they won blah 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 um and at the end of the day if this was like a seven game series I don't think we'd say way and wins that it's me personally um I just really think you, you caught a team that wasn't truly prepared and they lost simple as that and I think they jumped out to a, a heavy lead in the beginning if I'm correct um and then to lose by six, I mean, it doesn't matter. A loss is a loss, but this team wasn't ready to play Lithuania. And for you would hope that Jaron Jackson Jr. played a little bit better against JV for all the times that they've had practice together and all that. But JV is still JV. Um, and Jaron Jackson Jr. is still Jaron Jackson Jr. No fault on anybody about this except for the coach, leadership. And heart. Who out there had heart? I mean, Anthony Edwards went out and shot at, shot the lights out. Um, well, not, not in a good way, but like put up a lot of shots. But after him, someone had like maybe 14 points. Um, Mikel Bridges had 14 points and someone else maybe had 14 points. And after that, it, it just looked terrible. And so to me, little niggas that play with some heart. You know what I'm saying? They're missing some heart. So somebody had to find their heart. Um, somebody need to take them on the Wizard of Oz tour. And figured out all out. Yeah, I think you said you hit the hammer on the head right when you said uh effort. Like I think that's literally the key word um in this whole conversation. Um and what I mean by that is I of course it, you called this episode early. Them playing is super, super early, so I didn't get a chance to watch this specific game. Um, but you can tell that I think Team USA really didn't account for Lithuania, who did come into this game undefeated, and they still undefeated. Uh, they didn't take them serious, and you can literally tell uh, by literally just looking at the stat sheet. I mean, you brought up Ant-Man, who I'm, I, you know, I, we talked about him last week and how I think he, he can win MVP next season. He took 26 shots. I know 
and I, I think that shouldn't be overlooked because again when you're on a team full of young stars in the nba you got literally one player that's taking more than 20 shots i think that that that's an issue not on the team but really with ant-man himself because you gotta you do gotta look for other people at some point um you do need to shut about at some point like taking 26 shots in what you just said in in an all-star jv game is is crazy um especially when nobody else can find that rhythm um of course, rebounding was definitely an effort, uh, a, a lack of effort, uh, I should say. The only player with more than five rebounds was Bobby Porter, Jr., Bobby Portis Jr., and he's been playing like one of the best big men, you know, on this team, if not arguably the best. Uh, shout out to Trip, who you know is still doing his thing, growing offensively, but he kind of resorted back to what we as Grizz fans know Trip can do. He's gonna get you six rebounds this game. He may get you eight this one, and he's gonna get you one, and you know the next one. That's just how it is. And is this something that we want from our big? Absolutely not. We all came into this, you know, Team USA thinking, damn, who's going to be our big man? Okay, cool. We got Jaron Jackson. We got Walker, Texas Ranger. We got Bobby Portis. Now who's going to, now how are we going to get them together? And we saw literally yesterday, we gonna we may have to tinker a little bit because the bigs ain't going to do nothing but get better as FIBA goes on. And if it's already a weakness right now, it's going to be a weakness <laughs> next week. <laughs> So I think it may, I know I said it, we may have to think a little bit, but it may kind of be too late because we already got the chemistry going. We already got the chemistry going with, with, with Jalen Brunson running point, which, you know, from day one, I said, I love Misa Brunson, but he should be coming off the bench because that's that spark plug. You got Tyrese Halliburton, who literally was top two, top three in assists last year, and he should be coming and heading, you know, the team. He should be making sure everybody's comfortable. If Tyrese Hurton's not starting, uh, if Tyrese uh, Halliburton is starting, Anthony Edwards ain't shooting no 26 shots. He not shooting no 13 threes. So I think just in the flow of the games, you do need that, that flow, man. You do need that, that glue guy uh, in the point guard. And that is Tyree Saliburn. And even though him and uh, Jalen Brownson has seven assists, just imagine how many more assists Tyree Saliburn can have. Uh, so that's that um, one thing that we definitely gonna have a, a, a pay attention to and that I'm really appreciating this conversation with is because I actually called Steve Kerr out on Twitter. Y'all know I love me some Steve Kerr. I love me some Golden State Warriors, but I'm going to be objective. Steve Kerr, you're going to have to figure out some kind of way to get the bigs going and some kind of rotation thing. See, even though. What I want to say. Coach K, for example, Coach K was able to come in team Team USA and be able to be a leader in the locker room, not because of who he's played with or who he's played around, but literally being able to use those different kind of players for the last 20, 25 years, those different mindset, those different programs that these kids have come from and utilize those and make them national champions. Speaking of which, we got to have a conversation about the world champion to a world champion. But <laughs> he was able to take that knowledge and come into Team USA and, you know, become a player's coach. Steve Kerr, literally, from what we've seen in the last 10 years, is one way. Get Steph Curry the ball. Get the hell out of the way. This team is lacking a Steph Curry. It could have been Jalen Brunson, but he's no Steph Curry. Do we have a Clay Thompson on the team? Nah, but we see Ant-Man trying to take his place, you know, in, in Team USA things. So the last point I want to make is that the bigs, the big situation, you're going to have to figure out because if this is going to be our coach for next year in the Olympics, I'm hurt. I'm not going to even lie because you're talking about a, 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 a Warriors fan who's seen JaVale McGee be our best big man. I've seen a coach who literally traded James Wiseman, who I'm still very high on. I'm telling y'all now, I'm very high on. He traded them away, and we drafted them two years ago as a number two pick because you didn't know how to use them. 
if we're going to come into Olympic basketball, well, literally every team that's coming for our head got a big man, Jokic, Giannis, Embiid. Go, I ain't going to say go, Barry. <laughs> but see, he may come for our head. <laughs> All these bigs are coming for our head. And if they see Jaron Jackson Jr. with one rebound, that's going to be an issue. And I think we're going to be hurt. So, hey, Sheedy, get your boy Coach Spo. We need to start that. Hey, we need Spo coaching rather than Steve Kerr coaching for Team USA because I think, again, we may be in trouble. I know, you know, this may be a microwave society topic for me because we did take an L yesterday or a couple of days ago, but I'm just calling the spade a spade. We're going to lose against the bigs, and then when the competition get highs, our biggest weakness is literally going to be our biggest weakness, and it's going to be our downfall. Um. I took a nap in the midst of <laughs> in the midst of everybody going ham. I mean, I, I did see it for a split second, and, and I was tweeting out that – well, I tweeted out last week that I don't like people, you know, evaluating somebody's NBA talent based on their FIBA performance. FIBA is a different ball game. Uh, we're utilizing big man in FIBA. The big man is irrelevant in the NBA for the most part, unless you NBA, unless you Jokic. Like it's it's an irrelevant position for the most part. Uh, but with that being said, it's the responsibility of Team USA, of Steve Kerr, of those who make the team to prepare the team in such a way that you are scouting against these teams. Because like, I mean, JV is an average big man in the NBA, but he's a pretty damn good big man for FIBA. You know what I'm saying? And so you have to prepare for that accordingly. And I think that with FIBA, the way that FIBA is currently constructed, USA does not care about FIBA, so they didn't really put too much effort into building a, a, a roster that can compete for the Olympic purposes. Once the Olympic comes, I don't know if you know or not, too, they actually are trying to get Embiid to play for Team USA. He's, he's uh, trying to get his, um, I guess, the naturalization thing to play for Team USA. I will buy some of that. I absolutely, I will buy some of that. Yeah, we need to be praying. Shout out to yeah. God. We need to be praying right now. And, and it's crazy you just brought that up because isn't Joel and be like back-to-back -back scoring champion and he just dropped mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? MVP. Okay, yeah. okay. So even if you don't get an B, you still got Bam. Bam out of body is going to be there beside Jaren Jackson, and Bam can get some damn rebounds. So I think as far as the Olympics, Tim USA will be okay. I mean, it's, you're going to bring your A team for the Olympics. I mean, I don't know if KD or whoever else, Devin Booker, Tatum, going to all play. I think we'll be okay in that regard. But we are currently in FIBA, and that's what matters right now. Right. And so what does Steve Kerr need to do? I tweeted it from through the hard way with the little main video of like, you can play too big, Steve Kerr, and, and be okay. We like as Grizzlies fans, and I mean, if you're fan of the NBA, you know, Jaron ain't gonna rebound, not not to the extent of what you want somebody his size to do. He's not gonna get you 10 rebounds. That's not what he is, not that's not who he is. And I've said this, and it's to his detriment to some extent. Jaron is hunting for blocks, he's not hunting for rebounds, and when you're mm -hmm. hunting for blocks. You're not getting Fouls. the rebound. Yeah, you, you're getting he fouled out this game, so you're getting in foul trouble. Uh, you're not gonna get those rebounds. That's why Steven Adams is so valuable to the Grizzlies. That's why Jonas Van Chunas is so valuable to the Grizzlies because they they're gonna get those rebounds. Jaren's not gonna do that. And so when you're playing the lineup with Jaren at the five, and you've got whoever at the four, uh, you're gonna be undersized compared to these grown ass, strong ass Lithuanian men. These European guys, they strong as hell, bro. Like Jaron, he big, but he ain't he ain't just super duper strong. And so obviously you're you're getting more rebounds from a Josh Hart, from Anthony Edwards, from you know Ingram or whoever's gonna be getting those long rebounds. So 
if you want to win, Steve Kerr, and this, this is not me criticizing him, it's me still trying to trying to help him. If you want to win, and they probably still will win because they just have more talent than everybody else. Uh, I'm curious to see them play Canada. <laughs> but if you if you want to win, you're gonna have to adjust, and I think he will. He adjusted by moving Ingram out of the starting lineup and then putting in Josh Hart. Uh, of course, Josh Hart didn't play as much this last game, but I think he's gonna understand at some point. Like, okay, hey, Jaron, maybe don't go for as many blocks. He didn't have a block at all last game. He had what one rebound? I think one two rebounds. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Yeah, it wasn't like five. Wow. I know that much. Now the five was for the fouls. <laughs> right. He had five fouls, not five rebounds. But <laughs> for it to happen, and if you want to win, you're gonna have to to lean into your player strengths. Steve mm-hmm. Kerr is a he is a top with top ten coach all time. Absolutely. Jaron is a great all-star caliber player, absolutely. Uh, Brunson is a great all-star caliber player, absolutely. But you have to figure out a way to mesh the talent together for the purposes of winning. That's what you got to do if you Steve Curry, and I think he will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good points. Good points. Uh, you, got some, you got some comments here. Go ahead. Go ahead, too. No, I got uh, – definitely before we move on, um, second tallest score, daughter was – Six. Dang. It's hard not high. Hard I, I not high. <laughs> speaking of which like i do i do have two things i want to talk about before we move on just briefly one thing um going forward what would y'all starting lineup be for team usa and of course y'all gotta look it up so i go ahead and give mine i think going for the right starting lineup for us to win go because i still think this team can, can win go and i think we are still good for you know for this year so i would start again tyrese halliburton something i've been wanting since day one I would do uh, Anthony Edwards at Shungar. I would do uh, Mikael Bridges at Small Fort. I do Jaron Jackson at Power Fort, and I would do Bobby Portis at Center. That's my exact round. Because, like, come on, man. Like, Bobby Portis is that energy. He literally could start over Brooke Lopez on a Bucks team that won a championship a few years ago. Like, he gets the rebounds. He knows his knowledge of the game is there. Like, literally everything you just said with Jaron Jackson about being a block chaser. Be a block chaser. Cool, but let's give him some more room and energy. Because even your boy Josh Hart, rebounding king, uh, Shungars, he had two of them last game. He shouldn't be starting either. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> what so what we're saying be- is, we need to start two bigs, and yeah. uh, and and and, and Halliburton. Yeah. I think Brunson coming off the bench to the point is more of the fire starter. Like we need some points, mm-hmm. we need to score. That's great. Like that, that's him to the T. Like he was with the Mavericks, right? Mm-hmm. Before he, he left. Um, and then I love, I mean, I agree with the whole starting five that you just said, but that does allow Jaron Jackson Jr. to play with the way he needs to play. Bobby Portis not only is Bobby Portis is unsung, man. I don't even really know how much to really say. He's underpaid, undervalued mm-hmm. for all the things that he does. He might not be the best rebounder, best shot blocker, best three-point shooter, best center. But it doesn't even matter. But he does everything with effort, and mm-hmm. that's what they're missing. So if they can see that engine going from the start, from the tip, and see those eyes getting real big and shit, like I think that will just carry over and give them the momentum that they really need. Because they don't really have it. Besides, and that's really their their energy guy. Besides that, and I, I just don't see it. And I think Brunson, Brunson is a um, what you call Trey Young? Uh, first ball hawk. Yes. <laughs> and Brunson, Brunson is entering into that category. <laughs> yes, ever since. 
<laughs> yeah, he's still in, in that category to me. I, as somebody who likes Brunson, I can see that. It's a lot of pass-first ball hogs in the league. That basically, a pass-first ball hog is, is basically your undersized score. If you like 6'2", 6'1", and you're trying to get 30 points, you you a pass-first ball hog. Because, like, bro, what you doing? You short. Why are you shooting? It? You ain't AI. Pass the damn ball. <laughs> but real quick about Ant Man, yeah, and look, man, this this ain't this ain't the Timberwolves, man. You got past that rock, man. 20, I mean, you had thirty five points. Now, granted, we probably wouldn't be in the game without without Anthony Edwards. That's for sure. And it's not his fault to coach the team. It's but it is on him to at least provide some leadership because he is the alpha dog of the team. Like you are that guy on the team. So I don't know if he need to like fight somebody. He ain't gonna fight nobody. But like no. or. You no, know, punch somebody in the chest. Like, hey, what are we doing, man? Because, like, looking at the, the rebounding alone, 27 to 43. You got out-rebounded by 16 rebounds. Rebounding is effort, ladies and gentlemen. That's that's hard to effort. If you're not getting rebound, I don't know how, how many offensive rounds ahead. Let me see. Lithuania. I think if Lithuania could do that. offensive rebounds. Well, Lithuania, Lithuania. 18 offensive? 18 offensive rebounds. 18. You know, second chase points. Yep. Second chance points, I don't have them listed, but 18. I mean, you had 18 opportunities to, to try again. That's yes. that's crazy. Man, that, that, that Uncle Lavar was right selling LaMelo overseas. So the he stopped right. He stopped some right. And look, LaMelo talked close on Hey, listen, homie, I played yeah. with him. He's like, hold on, bro. That's my teammate. <laughs> he didn't even know his name. That's that's old boy. Are y'all that old boy? <laughs> 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 hey, that's fucked up, oh, man. You don't know your own team. Yeah, we all know your yeah. own team. He probably know how to pronounce, spell his name, nothing like that. And that's an old boy. You gonna call him old boy? Hey, speaking of old boy, why y'all do old boy like that on Twitter, man? Because he was right. Um, no allows. Yeah, man, dude was right from day one, and not everybody hopping on his bandwagon because Lithuania would ass. <laughs> boy, they love you, they love you, they hate you the next day. They love you again. I think it's because his 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 uh enthusiasm. He was so extra with it that people just kind of took it and ran with it. Oh, I understand man, what he's saying, right, but nobody care about FIBA. Nobody, it's basketball, man. We care about the NBA. Nobody no. care about FIBA, bro. Like, like it, it, I'll make this quick reference, then we keep going. Lithuania's team won't change when it comes to Olympics. Mm-hmm. America's team will change. They may get Lamelo. Lamelo, oh boy, you hooping like this? Hey, you beat him? That look rebranding. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> all over Lithuania next year. Oh my god! No, no. Bobby Portis ain't scared to fight a, a European either. Punch that guy on the Bulls. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. He did. He, See, <laughs> I forgot oh, about that. Yeah. Where is Nicole? Oh, did, man, he was hooping. He was hooping for the Bulls. I remember him. <laughs> Now, that man, she be talking about he looking like a, a deer in headlights, literally. <laughs> for the walk, right. <laughs> it might be on some type of crack, bro. I don't know what it is, but yeah, yeah, like, man, like the ultimate warrior, bro. Bro, <laughs> the face paint and everything, bro. <laughs> ready? Oh man! All right. Uh, so this is the name of the episode, y'all. Uh, top ten small forwards. We oh, that's what we're here for. Okay, that's what yeah. we're here for, man. Thirty yeah. minutes to the podcast. That's what we're here for, man. The top ten small forwards. I will say that we did have in our group chat earlier this week that next year, because we're gonna be back here next year. Sorry for those who think we're low rated, low budget, and all. Hey. We will be back next year, and we're probably gonna do more than likely a one through fifty ranking of the top fifty NBA players because of the. What's the word I'm looking for? 
I guess the ambiguity of like players in their position. Oh, vocab. <laughs> vocab was savage. Ambiguity. I know what I mean. <laughs> but yeah, we probably do one through fifty next year, and that might even make even more interesting discussions because certain players can be better than certain players or not, depending on how we have them ranked. So, but for now, we in the we in the uh, the present tense. And we are going into top 10 small forwards. I'm up first this week, so I will get into uh, my honorable mention if I get my phone open right now. All right, so for honorable mention, um, this guy, he's a young player, uh, made the playoffs for the same. I got Keegan Murray as an honorable mention. I, I love that he is a sniper. I like that he's going to be able to grow with the Sacramento Kings. Uh, you got De'Aaron Fox there. Of course, you got Sabonis there. But Keegan Murray was a sniper for uh, the Sacramento Kings all year. Didn't get to play as much in the playoffs. Obviously, you're a young player, and you're going to want to play your, your veteran players a little bit more. Uh, Harrison Barnes should not have been playing, <laughs> as we saw in, in that series. But uh, I like Keegan Murray. I like that he knows his role. He identifies it. I think for him, where I want to see growth in his game is I want to see him be a two-way player. I want to see him be able to defend on defense while also being in the corner and on the wing on offense and knock down the open three. He has the opportunity to be like a, a, a taller version of Clay Thompson because the man can shoot. Like, he can knock it down. But in order for him to kind of get more recognition, I think, uh, or even like Michael Porter Jr., like he can be a, a a rebounder. Like, you don't have to do a, you know, off the dribble kind of person, but I want to see you add more to your game. He's just a second-year player, if I'm not mistaken. So he has time to do it. He has the size. He has the ability. He has the mindset. You got great coaching in Mike Brown. So uh, Keegan Murray has a big chance to step up this year uh, into a, a top 10 role, maybe even next year. So I had him as my as my honorable mention. Uh, getting into my 10 through 6 at number 10, I was kind of disappointed uh, in this player last year. Uh, I expected him to kind of play more, but his team was trash, so it makes sense. But Scotty Barnes is where I got, I got him uh, at number 10. Uh, great young player, great two-way player. They compare him to Scotty Pippen. I can kind of see it a little bit. Uh, but uh, this team is going through a huge transition. They might lose Pascal. They probably will lose Pascal Siakam at some point, so that might open up the floor for, for Scotty Barnes a little bit more. But he had a, a significant slump last year, so I was kind of disappointed. But I'm not saying he's he's trash. I'm not saying I'm selling stock on him, but I am saying that the player number nine, in my opinion, is better than him. And number nine, this is where I got Franz Wagner. I think Franz Wagner is going to be a huge player. He's been playing well. Uh, for Germany in the uh, FIBA, Germany is a good team, y'all. I didn't mention them yet. Germany is out here hooping. They that team scared me more than Canada, <laughs> in my opinion. I, I'm so sick. Of, I'm sorry. Keep going. No, because I'm so sick of Dennis Schroeder every <laughs> season going the fuck off for Germany, <laughs> but being a trash. <laughs> so does that not show y'all? Does that not show everybody? <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> but that's where I get Franz Wagner, man. I like Franz with Paolo. I think they're going to be a great uh, dynamic duo. Of course, Paolo is a powerful, not small forward, so we're not mentioning him here. But uh, yeah, Franz Wagner um, was slept on by a lot of NBA teams. He was dropped uh, in like the bottom of the lottery uh, for the Magic. I actually wanted the Grizzlies to get him when he was in the draft. Of course, we didn't get him, so that's beside the point. But Franz Wagner, I expect a big year for him and from the Orlando Magic. At number eight, this is where I got another FIBA player. I got Brandon Ingram here. I'm not sure what Brandon Ingram is within New Orleans' offense. You still get Zion. You got Ingram. I feel like they both never get to play in the games with each other because one or the other is always hurt. It's always something with them. So 
I, I love Brandon Ingram when he came out of Duke for the Lakers. I love that he was a two-way player. He occasionally played point guard for the Lakers, but nice with the with the Pelicans. He's more of a scorer. And we we saw him score a little bit more for FIBA, uh, the Team USA, yesterday or the other day, whatever day it was. They on the other side of the country. Uh, but Brandon Ingram, I'm kind of unsure, man. I feel like in order for both the Pelicans and for Brandon Ingram to thrive, they have to have a divorce and let him go somewhere else. Let him go to New York. Let him go to another team where he can just be allowed to be who he is, a scorer, a two-way player. So I got him at, at number eight. At number seven, this is where I have DeMar DeRozan. Uh, DeMar DeRozan is the best mid-range scorer in the game. Uh, he's clutch in the fourth quarter. It's just unfortunate he's with the Bulls. The Bulls are not a good organization at all. They haven't been a good organization in a very long time. You have redundancy with DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. That's not a match that that I want to see anymore. I would love to see DeMar DeRozan on a veteran-laden team where he has the opportunity to actually get to, to win an NBA championship, kind of like Kyle Lowry when they added Kawhi Leonard and removed uh, DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan still can get buckets, y'all. So he has value somewhere. I'm just tired of seeing him with the Bulls or the Bulls not putting efficient enough talent around him so that he can thrive and be the best version of himself uh, for DeMar DeRozan. So that's where I had DeMar DeRozan. And at six, this is where I have Paul George. He could and should be higher, but I feel like I don't know what I'm going to get with, with Paul George or his teammate Kawhi Leonard or the Clippers in general. I feel like every year when they play, they're going to win games. But then at some point, Kawhi Leonard, low management. Paul George doesn't doesn't manage his low pause. But I feel like he gets legitimately hurt. <laughs> Why y'all laughing? I said Paul. I feel like Paul George gets legitimately hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like he, unlike Kawhi, if Paul George can play, he going to play. We saw that two years ago when they were in the, um, in the play-in. Like if he can play, he gonna play but if he can't play he's not playing uh but i feel like he's up there in age he would have more value on a team where that's like a mixture of young talent that's prepared to win the clippers we don't know what they are we said on this podcast last year the clippers are a great team when they are healthy but they never are healthy and so I, i'm not putting paul george anywhere above six so um again my 10 through six scotty barnes franz wagner brandon ingram demar Rosen, paul george all right, all right. Um, so my honorable mentions. Um, it, I, it's a necessary evil, Candy. It's a necessary evil this morning because I'm gonna say some stuff that people ain't gonna like today, and I'm okay with that. Um, my first honorable mention because I do have two. Um, thank you so much, Savage, for saying that we gotta change this next year. Um, because to me. Paul George is a shooting guard and would have been listed last week and probably my top five shooting guards, to be honest, um, of the players. And the reason why I say that is because, like, I looked at the lineups, like, they would start Russell Westbrook, Paul George played the two, Kawhi played the three, Batum was at the four, and uh, Zubox was at the five. So I have to put him as an honorable mention because I can't put him in this list of small forwards, and that and that's me. Um, and so I, I totally respect where you have him and Tuga as well. If you put him in your small forward list, that's perfectly fine. I respect it. I'm just saying for me, I should have dumped it down and put him in there last week. Um, but a real small forward honorable mention is actually going to be Mr. Empty Calories himself, uh, Jeremy Grant. Um, I think he's going to get a lot, a lot of points 
rebounds. He's going to get a lot of stuff done. It's not going to count for anything for Portland. Um, he was the best signing that the Portland Trailblazers have had in what 30, 40 franchise history, maybe. Um, because no one wants to go sign with Portland. Um, my list starting at number 10, I have France, Franz Wagner, Franz Wagner as well. Um, I was not on the boat with you last year, Savage, when you named him. Um, looked up his stats, and if you're expecting Orlando to take the jump that they need to take. It has to be with Franz as well. Um, he had 18 this past season. I see him doing at least north of 21, maybe 22, 23 for sure. Um, to put them into more of a contention. Um, number nine, I got Brandon Ingram. And I have him low, and I almost put him at an honorable mention because he's fallen out with FIBA. And now, if you fall out with FIBA, I also think like something's not right in New Orleans. Something's just not right with him at all. And I agree with your earlier points about him in New Orleans and how they need to just sever ties and go on about their day. Um, and so for me, Brandon Ingram is still a you know a private selection, Kevin Durant, if you ask me. Um, and I think he can make it pretty well on another team, just not with New Orleans, not this year. Uh, but who knows? At number eight, I have Scotty Barnes. I think Scotty Barnes went through a sophomore slump. Um, I think there was, after a, a great rookie campaign, I think he had a lot on his shoulders um, to do. And he just, let's just be honest, he just didn't accomplish what was put on him. Um, and there's a lot going on in Toronto. A lot of, is OG going to still be there next year? Is it Scotty's team? Is it OG's team? Is it both their teams? Um, and then what happens from there? And so I think Scotty Barnes has a resurgence. I really hope so. Um, and I really want to, and I, I kind of like missed his smile, so to speak. Um, I feel like he lost at his sophomore season. He just wasn't look like he was having fun. And we all, you know, sophomore slumps, albums, right? Sophomore albums that don't do well. He just had a sophomore slump for me. And I think he'll be back next season. Um, at number seven, at number seven, I got Michael Porter Jr. Uh, just coming off a championship season in which he, I mean, that game against the Heat, when he just tore our butts up after out of nowhere, came down and hit that three. I think his, what I want to say, his readiness is there now. He's ready to, like, I think, take that next step. And I'm putting him up there. Jamal Murray is going to be helpful. Joker's going to be helpful. I think this Nuggets team has a, definitely a chance to, I'm not going to say repeat, but at least contend again for a championship. And that'll be because of Michael Porter Jr. And I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to go north of 20 as well on um, this upcoming season. And number six, I have DeMar DeRozan. Um, we've talked about these, this Bulls team too much. Um, they got to go. It's crazy. All these teams in red just got to keep getting rid of their players. Um, but DeMar DeRozan is still one of the best mid-range players that we know um, and can do well. Now, does he stay there? Did they get rid of Zach Levine and give him the keys? Who knows? Um, but you can't dismiss what that man can do with the ball inside the paint. He's pretty much money from inside of there um, and always there to drop the free throws if necessary. Um, so, again, uh, I had Jeremy Grant, ugh, uh, Paul George, and then we got Franz, Brandon, Scotty. Michael Porter and Damar.
Hey, not too much on my guy Grant, bro. Like you saying all the uh and do all these sounds. Like people need to like come on, chill, bro. Chill. He gonna get his points. He gonna get his buckets, and they still gonna be back in the lottery. It's okay. It's a lot of teams that do that, just like the Nets. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, so honorable mention. Um, I love literally everything you just said about Michael Porter Jr. Um, my thing is is that even though his he's had a very very young career, uh, five years in, the end, he's never had consecutive good years. Um, what I mean by that is 2019, he averaged nine a game. The next year, 19. Uh, 2021, 10 points a game. Last year, 17. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a significant dip off, uh, whether that's injury, uh, whether there's other things. I think Michael Porter Jr. can be a 20 points a game scoring in the league. Um, it's just a matter of me seeing it and him being healthy. And this is, like I said, coming to this year, this is that step back year that statistically showing is bound to happen. I do not want it to happen, of course, but just saying how the numbers are. And that's why he's my honorable mention. Of course, he'll crack that. He can definitely crack that top seven next year. Um, another player da, 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 that's probably not on our list, but I just wanted to shout out to him is Keldon Johnson from the Spurs. Uh, average 22 points a game. I uh, just wanted to make sure we mentioned him um, in any form of fashion. Do I expect the same? Um, I expect him to be around 20 points a game this season. Uh, may step back just a little bit, but again, the Spurs need scores, so <laughs> who else going to score? Um, and then uh, the, the, the Cam Johnson, just a salute to Cam Johnson, one of a uh, fan favorite, literally, if it was Devin Booker, then Cam Johnson out here in Phoenix. So uh just wanted to salute him. So to start my list, um, 10, I do got friends, Wagner, for everything you just said, uh, everything both of y'all said, I do expect the Magic to take another step forward. Um, I do expect his numbers to stay about the same. His rookie year, he came in with 15 a game. Uh, last year was 18. I can see about 18, 19, uh, the, the same as well. Four rebounds, four assists. Uh, that's good enough for top 10 for me, especially on the Magic team. Uh, that Savage said is supposed to take a, a significant step. Do I believe it? Yeah. Uh, number nine, uh, number nine. I got my guy. I got my guy Wiggs, man. I got I got my guy Andrew Wiggins. Um, no Jordan Poole. So it, last year he was averaging seventeen five. Uh, uh, still in a in a block a game. Uh, no Jordan Poole. So I expect him to be around that eighteen nineteen mark as well when he was putting up all star level uh, numbers. Even though those numbers were honestly about the same as last year. Uh, so if he can increase that to you know like eighteen nineteen, even if it's is two three points a game that'll get them right back here and they can be arguable for him to be hired at nine next year. Uh, number seven, number eight, I got my guy, Amar, uh, put him in a Grizzlies uniform, DeRozan, uh, 24 and a half points a game, four and a half rebounds, five assists is the underrated part of the uh, future of his game. Five assists um, as a small forward, as one of the best closer, if not, mm, I say top three, top four closers, as, small, as, as far as small forwards go, um, that you need to win. Of course, Chicago don't, I don't expect them to do much next year, but, we got to get the Marta Rose out of there, like you said, uh, Savage. She, he, he, he's 34 years old. Um, if you want to ring, right, 34 years old. If you want a, a chance to win a ring, now should be the time. Should be like, all right, it's time to get out of Chicago instead of doing this whole <laughs> no corner tuna, but last run, last dance that they're doing with the current roster uh, that they got now. So I don't even want to call it the last dance. That's disrespectful. We're going to just call it the last run. Uh, the last shimmy or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number seven, uh, good good points all about uh, Paul George. He definitely should be a shooting guard. I don't know why they, they just got him as a forward. They can even classify whether he's a small forward or power forward, which kind of made it confusing for me. So we're going to go ahead and put him on this list. 24 points a game. Uh, the thing with Paul George, the thing about all the Clippers really, but specifically Paul George, he played 60 games since 2018, 2019, and that was the last season he was with the OKC Thunderwiz. So 
Of course, Paul George can be a top five small forward. He just need to play. Just need to play. Show us what show us you still PG 13. Your podcast, one of the dopest podcasts. People listening, people loving it. But it's like, what you gonna do on the court, man? I know you're getting life ready for off the court, but you're still on the court right now, my guy. And we still you can still be a top five small forward if you put your mind to it and your body work out to it. But you know, it is what it is. And number six, speaking of <clears throat> players that actually play, this is where I got Mikael Bridges. This is where I got Mikael Bridges. Uh average 17 points with the Nets, but turned that all the way up 26 points. Uh with the Nets. I'm sorry, 26 points with the Nets, 17 with the Suns. Uh so that trade literally kind of rebranded his career. Uh, do I expect to see 26 a point, 26 points a game from next season? Mm, nah, but not too much of a step back anyway, because again, the Nets do need scores. Uh Mikael Bridges is called an Iron Man for a reason because he's gonna play if he can. It don't matter. He's gonna play and give the effort that's needed to be. And he's definitely easily one of the best two-way uh small forwards that we have in this game. Uh so definitely wanted to shout him out. Um so again, honorable mention Kelda Johnson, uh Mike Porter and Cam Johnson, uh 10, Franz Wagner, nine, Andrew Wiggins, uh eight, DeMar DeRozan, seven, PG 13, and six, Mikael Bridges. Real quick, Tyler made a comment uh, that I was kind of open my eyes a little bit. <laughs> he says, Scotty Barnes got some Ben Simmons in him. I don't know if that's good or bad. Don't you disrespect no, Scotty Barnes. I don't know if it's good or bad. Tyler, <laughs> no, sir. No, no. Hey, Tyler, you funny because we actually talked about Ben Simmons in our group, man, since you brought him up. You cannot disrespect Scotty Barnes, who will at least be an 80 plus in 2K. And then you got Bench Simmons, Bench 10 Simmons. Wow, bro. Bench Simmons. 68. Wow. <laughs> Don't you ever put them in the same conversation until further notice. And I know Savage going to put them in in a bunch of conversations together. <laughs> But they don't deserve to be in the same conversation. I gotta have a conversation about uh, Ryan 2K putting in the at, at no, he right. That's what the time at, at 68. Too come on, man. And he ain't played in three years, four years. How long is he ain't played since Obama was a president? I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, 68. Like, you start off with a 60 in my career. You, you tell me Ben Simmons is no better than me putting up 10 attribute ben points. Simmons. Oh my God. Oh ben my Simmons. God. You say he's on the right. And I used to love this. It's, it's, it's slick. I would say it's hurting me to say this, but it's not, man. They call this man <laughs> Bench 10. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds all right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, man. Uh, I, I really don't have any complaints about y'all's list, man, because uh, I'm okay with Mikael being at six. I got him higher, obviously. But of course, that's of me. Course. It's like, that's, like a, that's like a wait and see. Uh, position like he can tip over in one way or the other depending on you know him having a full slate with the nets next year he did come into the nets hat well more than halfway through the season and i ain't gonna lie they didn't win as many games they had a nice cushion provided by kd and kyrie and thank them. you kevin Durant. Uh, but he i mean he still put up buckets and he went from being literally a role player for the phoenix suns to being the main guy in brooklyn and he showed and proved like got, mm -hmm. got the so I'm, I'm not mad at him at being at six i'm not mad about that i also Wiggins was in my honorable mention. I just – I I'm kind of like I don't know if he's still that guy anymore. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that he's like trash. Like he's obviously a good player. Uh, but I don't know if he'll be top 10 worthy uh, on that particular Warriors team. But I can respect him being at nine. Nine, I'm, I'm okay with. I don't see that, that bottom half. I'm cool. Okay, any more comments about the list halfway through? <clears throat> no. Nah, I'll wait till we all get done because – Okay. 
I, there's clearly a name that's definitely not gonna come up. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be fun. okay. So I'll I'll get to my five and one. Number five is where I got Mikael Bridges. So one spot ahead of where where Toop got him. Um, I'm him being that five is is speaking highly of him for me. And uh, he has wiggle room to to leapfrog the next guy because, like you mentioned, too, he's an Iron Man. He gonna play. You have to you have to question whether Mikael Bridges gonna play. I think didn't he play like a three games in the season one year when he, or it was last year he got traded and played a three games. He last year, like one more. Okay, yeah. Last year, eighty-three. Last year, yeah. But that hasn't been done since Jalen Rose, who did it like with Chicago, like uh, oh, eighty-three. But eighty-three games in the season—that's one more than the actual season. You know what I'm saying? So for him to do that is like speaks volumes for, for who he is. Um, I want to see the Nets collectively play better with, like you said, Cam uh, Cam Johnson, with hopefully Ben Simmons, with uh, Nick Claxton. So hopefully they can figure it out uh, going into next year. Number four. This is where I got Kawhi Leonard, and I feel like I I wanted to swap Mikael and Kawhi because Kawhi, you mentioned Paul George not playing 60 games. Kawhi ain't played six since Toronto. And Kawhi, we don't know if he's hurt or not. He just chooses not to play. There was one game last year where the man played the first half, was killing, and then said, I'm good. I'm not playing in the second half. Where they do that at? <laughs> so Kawhi Leonard, when he plays, obviously he could be, he could be number one if, when he plays honestly but he doesn't play as much so i i i don't want to question his desire to play ball or his like physical capabilities but i have to be like are you gonna play 60 games are you gonna play more than you know uh, that percentage uh he kind of has to if you want to get your money and be on all nba teams but i mean Kawhi leonard the clippers in general are like a, a huge question mark so him being at four is i think good enough uh in my opinion so that's where i get Kawhi leonard at number three, this is where I have Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler literally is Kawhi Leonard, but just plays. <laughs> and so, so I have to put Jimmy at this position because I feel like when he plays and he's and he's right, even when he had a bum ankle, he still finds a way to impact the game uh, in the playoffs. And for him to literally carry the Miami Heat all the way to the NBA Finals as an AC coming from the freaking play-in, I'm not going to respect Jimmy Buckets at all. He's a top three small forward in the league, in my opinion. Uh, so that's where I got Jimmy Butler. He 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 has to be above Kawhi Leonard for me, based on the reason why I got Kawhi Leonard at four. At number two, this might be controversial. I got LeBron at two. I got I got LeBron at two because I feel like it's father time, man. I said it I said it last year on a TikTok that had some people pushing back on me, but I just feel like the person that won is a better overall player on a better overall team than LeBron James right now. LeBron James can arguably arguably be the GOAT. We understand that. But we saw moments in the playoffs last year where freaking Austin Reeves was carrying the team. Now, granted, when LeBron is provoked, Dylan Brooks, we saw LeBron do what? what was it 40 and 20-something he had in the playoffs? I can't even remember. 20 rebounds, 20 points, whatever he had. But consistently, we have not seen that. LeBron was hurt last year. And so I have to factor that in to my ranking. So that's why I have Tatum at number one. Tatum averaged what, 31 points a game, is way better on defense than when he was when he came in the league. He rebounds. He's a focal point of the offense. There have been times where I've gotten on Tatum as a, as a player because I expect more of him, and I expect them to perform even better this year. Jalen Brown is happy. He got his money. Tatum going to get his money at some point down the road, and I expect him to be the best small forward in the league going forward. So – to recap, I got Mikael Bridges at five. I got Kawhi Leonard at four. Jimmy Butler at three. 
LeBron at two. Don't kill me, y'all. And number one, Jason Tatum. All right. Take the reins at this point. Um, I'm 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 so on Mikael Bridges at five as well, gentlemen. Um, what he did for Brooklyn was just tremendous. Um, again, they had a big cushion, but even look at the even the playoff games when they played the Sixers, I think um, he was still a focal point. He was still the guy, right? And to go from being a role player to the guy. Right. That's huge. That's a that's a big step in the middle of the season. And to really accept that role that he did and to carry them the way he did was phenomenal. Um, now, when I he, he's no Superman, he's not like he went and won the series or anything like that. But we don't put enough stock into literally a role player to the best player like that was huge. And so I think this upcoming year with Jacques Vaughn. Um, at the helm and um, coaching them, I think he'll be even better. But right now, Mikael, number five. Number four. <sighs> number four, I got LeBron here. Um, I think last year I had LeBron at number one. Um, and I was up that kind of funny. And this year I got LeBron at four. LeBron doesn't. Hear me out, because there's a lot of reasons why the rest of this list looks weird. Okay. LeBron may or may not be playing for a championship. He's definitely playing to be with his son. And so if that means reducing the load that he's doing now, less points, less assists, less everything, so that he has opportunity to play maybe an extra season with his son, then he's going to do that. Um, because to me, LeBron, and I've grown up with LeBron, like I was his son or something like that. But like literally, his family means a lot to him. And so it's at this point that LeBron needs to start taking a step back even further, letting Anthony Davis be the leader of this team, letting Austin Reeves have the ball more often, letting others win. Now, I'm not saying that LeBron's not going to go off and get 40 every now and then. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, Last season meant a lot to him because he had to get that scoring record. He got it. They went to the playoffs, you know, did what they did. But right now, for me, and the reason why my list is the way it is, he is at number four. Number three, I think the incentives of the CBA are going to make Kawhi Leonard, who is my number three, to be playing more often. I think some of his injuries are fake. Um, I think he still wants money, whether or not he's going to come out and say it or not. Uh, he is a robot that Tuka's called him multiple times, and I believe that as well. But, like, if if this season doesn't work out for the Clippers, then, like, how many more seasons are we going to give the Clippers? Um, because, to me, if Kawhi don't turn up this season and Paul George don't turn up this season, the Clippers are done. Because no one's going to come and sign with the Clippers anymore. Um, and so to me, and they're going to get rid of Teron Lou. That, that that's going to hurt me because um, I think Teron Lou, Teron Lou does not deserve what has he's been going through with both of these guys at the helm. But I'm hoping that the new CBA rules are helping Teron Lou more than anything to make sure those players are playing. Um, so I got Kawhi Leonard there. Number two is my guy, uh, Jimmy Buckets. Man, um, 
if he doesn't have that bum ankle, I mean, we do a little bit better. I'm not saying we beat the Nuggets, but we might go at least six to seven games with that. Um, thanks, Josh Hart. We love you for that. Um, but Jimmy's ability to control the offense and defense at any given time is tremendous. Um, he's led the league in steals multiple times. Well, not being a league leader in steals, but had two or more steals in multiple seasons, I should say. He's going to give you 24 um, points tonight. He's going to give you the assists. He's going to give you the rebounds. He's going to give you – you talk about someone that can finish a game. He's a game finisher. Um, I was even looking at highlights from the bubble, like when we beat Giannis in them, and he won on the free throws. Jimmy Buggers is a player, a baller, and I think he is even more inspired this season because of how short the Miami Heat came up this past season. And so I'm going to give Jimmy Buckets number two. And Jason Tatum is number one. Jason Tatum is number one because he sees money. And he's he saw what, what Brown got. And he said, what Brown can do for me? Well, I'm going to show you what Tatum can do for you. And I guarantee you, Tatum is going to take it to the next level this upcoming season. Um, and he will be the best small forward in the league for me. Um he can do a little bit better on defense, just a, a tight bit better on defense. I don't need to take too much away, but his ability to score at any given time is just tremendous. Um, it's, and it's scary at times, too, with that little left. He, and he fades left and then shoots right-handed. It's so crazy the way he does it. Always from the three-point line, and it always goes in. But his ability to score, his ability to lead the team, um, and I think the Celtics will be a contender this upcoming season. Brown is one of the reasons, but the main reason will be because of Tatum. Um, so, again, my list, uh, five, Mikhail, oh, nah, Brooklyn Bridges. Uh, number four, the King. Uh, number three, the Robot. Number two, the Buckets. And number one, Tatum. I don't really have a nickname for him, so we'll just call him Tatum. Boy, I don't know me. <laughs> ain't you know hey I, I did not think i was gonna get annoyed this podcast but y'all got me okay um so on let's be real we have our commandments and the third commandment is if a player shows you who they are you gotta believe them, right so to start off my list of course uh Kawhi leonard until further notice i you know he he still shows when he does play the 40 games 30 games he do play he's still top five Kawhi. to some he's the best player in the league when he actually does play and I think that kind of does count to something, you know what I'm saying? Just something. Um, and I, you know, until I guess really next year, Sheedy, you said that, you know, next year is a make it a break it season for the Clippers. I don't think that necessarily, but I do know the pressure that's on this Clippers team. Um, and at the end of the day, it is LA. People are gonna come to LA, you know, just to do their own thing. So, and that's the basketball team in LA. So, if Kawhi Leonard, Paul George roll out, cool. You got Steve Ballmer ready to throw money at the next All Star who's willing to come to uh, come to the Clippers. Um, speaking of money, uh, da, 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 da. so my number four, and this is where I got a gripe with y'all about one of the gripes. My number four is Brandon Ingram, and y'all didn't have him in y'all top five. Brandon Ingram is in my top five, top four, small four, because one, he was in he was in it for me last year. For two, he had his best statistic season last year. He had career highs in points per game, free throw percentage, uh, field goal percentage, assists, and he shot 39% from three. 
where does that say un, not top five small four? Y'all talk about the Pelicans who may stay stagnant. Cool. Even if they still stay stagnant. These stats right here alone show me he deserves to be in the top five conversation. And I think with the with everything that's going on with the FIBA, I think it's going to motivate them extra more. Oh, y'all got me messed up coming off the bench behind this young dude, Anthony Edwards, who's going to take 26 shots. All right, let me show y'all something. And why he is a poor man's Kevin Durant. Cool. <laughs> poor man Kevin Durant, who's still having 25, 26 a game for a Pelicans team that could make the playoffs next season if their linebacker play. We just gonna be real. So y'all had him at y'all top 10. Y'all had him at y'all at y'all top five. I got um Brandon Ingram in my top five because again, he's been playing, he's been putting up buckets. We know what he can do. And literally last season, he had his statistically best season of his career. So I can't expect him to take too much of a fall from that, to be honest with you. A fall, if any. Uh, so number three, uh, this kind of where I wanted to, I kind of wanted to switch two and three, but I'm gonna go ahead and just let it rock how it is. Uh, number three, Jimmy Butler. Um, of course, he's this ain't a playoff list for me, it's just a regular season for me, but still, Jimmy Butler, I <laughs> he's so great that I gotta have him in my top three. I don't care, he can have. 19 points a game next season i know what he's gonna do in the playoffs i know that the heat culture is like all right y'all just get through the season we're gonna turn up in the postseason but i do expect jimmy to play a little bit better because y'all do y'all did lose a lot of depth sheety um over the offseason so i do expect him to kind of pick up that slack a little bit um and we need again portland to get their head out their asses and go and make that trade so we know for sure you know how the heat gonna look um coming to next season but jimmy butler top three small four uh yeah no argument for me on that one uh, but I did have a I didn't want to say a problem because, like I said, this is for me a regular season. But if you're asking me gun to the head, who I'd rather have uh, between Jimmy Butler and, and Jason Tatum, it'll be Jimmy Butler. But because this is a regular season um, thing for me as well, Jason Tatum led all small fours in points and rebounds. He's that guy. Um, <laughs> really, he's that guy. Uh, we literally seen him, you know, from his rookie season to progress, to progress, to progress, to progress to where now is arguably arguable that you can be the best player in the game. You know what I'm saying? We all call him the top small four. So that's arguable that y'all think he's a top five, top six player in the whole NBA. That's a debate for another day, but still because y'all got a number one, we gonna have that debate later. Not this episode. Cause you know, we already hour in, but later. Uh, and for number one, y'all talk all that mess about LeBron James. I'm the biggest anti LeBron fan that you can have. How much did a step back did he take last season? Look at the numbers. He literally averaged the same as the season before outside of points, and he dropped two points. Oh, big drop from LeBron James. Come on, y'all. Really? <laughs> really? Like, I understand not even being top two. Cool. I mean, I understand. Whatever. Whatever. Y'all got me discombobulated, honestly. Cause like Savage, I know why you ain't got LeBron number one. You you hate him. What? No, I, no, 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 no. We've no, been no, here no. for the basketball takes for a minute, no. and for him to be number four, not even top three, small fours. Y'all saying he gonna save his body for another season? He don't have to. Look at what he's still able to do right now at the ripe age of forty five. Like, come on, dog. That man said right. That man said come right. on, bro. Like <laughs> it, it, it's LeBron James, and I see why people. Are saying he's the goat to me. Is he the goat to me? No, hell no. But he, what he's been able to do for the past twenty years and continuously going. When you see LeBron James coming into the court, you better play your A game. We saw that against the Memphis Grizzlies, didn't it? 
That's all I got to say. LeBron James, until further notice, until a significant drop off to where I got to defend him being number one. Get number one spot for the league, dog. Stop the bull. Now, I wouldn't have had LeBron at four. That one was like, whoa, oh, okay. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's Sheedy's list. I'm respect Sheedy's list. I just I think, and I've been critical of Tatum for a very long time, primarily because I know how good he can be. And they've made the finals before. They've gone deep in the playoffs pretty much every year that he's been with them. And I just feel like he's a better player than LeBron right now. I think he, he's he can be way more consistent. I think he's going to continue to improve. Um, LeBron's not going to regress to like 15 points a game. LeBron just got, he's too smart. He's too talented. He's a athletic specimen. He's not going to go below 20 points a game because if he chooses and he wants to do it, he can do it. But it's the fact that that's that mental part of the game for LeBron where he's like, okay, I know I can't do this every single night. I know I can't go get 30 points and 20 rebounds, but Dylan Brooks dumbass talking shit. So let me go ahead and do it to let him know I'm still that nigga. That's why he did it, but he knows that his body is physically incapable of doing that. And so for that reason, that's why I say I take him below uh, Jason Tatum and put Jason Tatum at one. Now, Brandon Ingram and in top five, absolutely not. No, I don't care how much that man score. I don't care what he do. He is not top five for me because you talk about empty calories right now, at least for right now on the Pelicans. Those are empty calories, even though Zion is not consuming empty calories. So Brandon Ingram, top 10, cool. Top four? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, thank you. She over here dying laughing. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Yes. Okay. Before we continue on that one, because there was high lele. Um, no one mentioned Kyle Kuzma, by the way. That's what I was talking about earlier. Because you talk about empty calories, that man I might not even get the ball um, that often in Washington. I knew he wouldn't get named because once we went through six through ten, and I heard the rest of y'all's list, I said there's no way. He ain't because he's not a top five player. He was an honorable mention for me. I had an honorable mention, but I didn't okay. have him top ten now. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, and so I guess I'll, I'll speak on the me putting LeBron fourth again, and and, and it is what it is. I agree, too, that he's in Savage. I don't think he's going to regress like 16 points. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying his body – father time is the one that's undefeated. Love LeBron. Seen LeBron since high school. But he will need to take just a step back to me. And that's not saying, like, he's not going to average 20-plus. He's probably average 22 points a game. He might give – seven points seven assists who, who knows i don't know but i think there'll just be a step back just because he wants to be with his son more than not i will never put lebron outside the top five small forward that that will never be a thing um but i mean michael jordan wasn't a top five shooting guard his last years so i mean it is what it is um and then with uh who was the other one lebron tatum oh you brought him brandon ingram in your top four and that's what made me chuckle i just i just i a top five player yeah okay a top five small forward brandon ingram 
because of his points? Is that why? Is it his contract? Like, I, I really want to know. Maybe I mean, he, 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 he does. He is second in small, in small for us with six assists a game as well. He is second with they, eight They, they had him run a point for LA at some time, so I definitely can – I can see that. I definitely can see that. So he's more than a scorer at this point if you want to talk about an evolution of a player. But wouldn't that mean then that he should be starting over Mikael Bridges and, and FIBA then? I, you can't necessarily say that because – with FIBA, it's, it's style. It, no, no, it's not coach. Okay. It's coaches. Yeah, it is coaches. <laughs> coach you know, it's coaching style. You can't have your five best scores start. Right. right. There's no chemistry in that. That's why I said you need to have Tyrese and, and Bobby Porter's. They don't need the ball offensively. I mean, Tyrese would get assists, of course, but Bobby don't need to put the, the, the ball. So, but the fact that B.I. is telling y'all, like, they ain't feeling any kind of way. He, he, he feeling himself. As he should be, to be honest with you. If there was anybody else on their team complaining about not getting the ball, I'd be like, uh, let's think about it. But it, it's Brandon Ingram. Like, he had his best year, and then he'd come into this Team USA game and only get the ball four or five times a game. I'd take issue with it, too, if, I, if, I'm, if, 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 I'm, if I'm him. So, basically, you're saying he's going to be pissed when he come back into the league. Yes. He gonna, he gonna gonna be in the, did y'all not see him last season with the Afro and everything? That's he went I mean. crazy last season. <laughs> He's gonna come back more of a vengeance again. Y'all let this young nigga Anthony Edwards start over me and shoot twenty six shots in in a game. All right. I get nothing. All right, if I'm Brandon Ingram, I'm looking at that as like, I right, bet. I'm That's invested. Just I'm just invested me. in New Orleans and Minnesota now. I'm invested in that guy. <laughs> man, man, you gotta think, bro. Outside of the linebacker not playing, the the the, the Timberwolves, not Timberwolves, the Pelicans literally missed the playoffs by two games last season. They did. Mm-hmm. Regardless yeah. of everything that they are poverty friends, we we talk all the mess, whatever. The numbers don't lie. They were two games out of the playoffs next season. But y'all coming back on a vengeance. I get it. And shout out to my guy on the No uh, No Bluffing podcast said, "Bi never be a true superstar. He don't need to be." Still, the numbers don't lie, and I don't think they empty calories because they still fighting for playoff position in a crazy tough ass Western Conference. If I'm bi, I'm demanding a trade. Like I, what? I be, because <laughs> because Zion is not going to play. The Pelicans are just inept in terms of like roster construction. You got McCullum running point. You, you still got JV, who's been proven not to be a player that you can win with. He's a great player, but you can't win with JV. Like she I said, tell Zion, Lithuania I that. You tell Lithuania that. Tell Lithuania that. <laughs> <laughs> That's like this, ain't, this ain't New Orleans, <laughs> and then on top of that, I feel like, and this is we can get to the honorable mention. I've mentioned Herb Jones' honorable mention, man. Like Herb Jones is a good player, man. I don't know what they got Trey Murphy at. Trey Murphy, yeah, Trey, Murphy Trey Murphy, Trey Murphy, Trey Murphy is a good player. Come on, so man. Like, them, niggas guys, them niggas is twins, bro. Them niggas is twins. I'm investing in those two players. If I'm New Orleans, and I would trade Bi and get something back with it. That's what I would do. That's why that's best for both parties. But I, I just can't see Brandon Ingram being a top five small forward in in New Orleans. Even even yeah, he laughing at your take. Nah, he laughing at your take. You <laughs> no, no. no, right. The kids laughing at y'all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I love I love some bi man. Bi, when it comes to the scoring, that's like he is one of the best in the business. I just in New Orleans, nah. And that's that's kind of how I construct my my rankings more times than not. I think about the situation that they're in. I'm like Ingram is in New Orleans. Is he a top five small forward in New Orleans? Absolutely not. 
I had Damian Little top five on my list of point guards because I think he's gonna get traded at some point and he's gonna show out wherever he goes. That's kind of what I do when I make so you don't think the same for BI if he get traded, he's gonna show out elsewhere. I don't know if he's gonna get traded or not. I want him to, but I don't know if they're gonna trade him or not. I would I trade him to freaking Charlotte or something. Get him out of there. Let the man go home or something. But right <laughs> now, nah, I don't, I can't see it. Has he got paid yet? What's 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 BI's contract? my contract guy nah yeah he's got like a few more years i think because he's starting to max thing in like 2020 uh-huh uh yeah so he signed a five-year 158 million contract oh my god yeah. yeah so 20 so next year he'll be making 33 million 34 million dollars a year okay when is he when's he a free agent uh, I will let you know. He'll be a free agent, not next season, but an unrestricted yeah, year after next. So oh, shit, oh, this is interesting. Oh, shit. He that's interesting. He might get traded. Uh, he, 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 he might get his money. Nah, nah. He might get get paid. Because on, on top Come of that, on, that man. contract is movable as hell right now. Under the new CBA, $36 million, That ain't shit for Ingram. I, I would take Ingram right now. I would. But just like in New Orleans, no. I, I can't do it because they, they don't have shit around him. Where he's like happy about this. So next year, check with me next year <laughs> on the top 50 list <laughs> to see where he, right now. Nah, I can't do it. I can't do it right now. Uh, let me see. Any more things that I had on the honorable mention? I can't get my phone on like God up. Somebody Shout mentioned my guy uh, Bajanovich. I ain't Bajanovich. Know, nobody mentioned him. Yeah, old yeah. as they were scoring 20 points a game on these young English looking ass. Uh, Literally, they the same player, in my opinion. <laughs> Look, Paul George said Joe Ingles gave him problems. So, I mean, hey. never know. That's a top team, uh, small forward. Yeah, I had Kyle Kuzma, Michael Porter Jr., Keegan Murray, Andrew Wiggins, and Herb Jones in my honorable mention. Um, I like both of those young guys from New Orleans, though, man. Herb Jones and Trey Murphy, I like both of them dudes, man. They they really could turn, turn it up uh, next year. But that's I, I feel like the list, aside from LeBron being at four and Ingram being at four, I'm 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 actually I don't have no argument with y'all this week. I'm I'm good. I'm okay. Y'all really a believer in Scotty Barnes cracking the top ten again? <sighs> I'm I'm yes. I think as far as Barnes, his physical, like his size, he can be, but his shooting was terrible last year. Shooting was terrible overall. There, I watched one game. I think it was against the Pacers. He just looked like he was just out of sorts, man. Like he just like he just couldn't fit in, but. I don't know if that's because he had Fred Van Vliet and Pascal and OG kind of being in the way. But I was, I was, I ain't gonna lie, I was discouraged from Scotty Barnes last year. But it could be a sophomore slump. He might turn back around next year. He has the physical tools to be a top 10 at his position, even a top 10 player if he keeps improving. But what I saw last year was like I said, it was discouraging. Yeah, and I just feel the same way. Like, I think that, like, He's just had a bad season, um, but there's a lot of things that were going on in Toronto as well. Again, this, this kid was he 20, 21, 22, maybe if even that. Um, again, giving the keys to the city, so to speak. Nah, it, he just wasn't ready yet. Um, this is still Pascal's team, Fred's team, however you want to say it. So, yes, I believe he deserves to be in the top 10. Um, now, if he has another bad season this season, then that would be two bad seasons out of three, which means he would have to fall out of my top ten then after that. Which means he, he becomes a role player, and he's not like the guy that can be running the show, which he might just be a role player. Uh, Scott Pippen is a nice number two, but ultimately he was 
role player, like is as next to Jordan. So I can it's that's okay for, for what mm-hmm. I think he was like number four in his uh in the draft when he got picked three or four. Mm-hmm. Uh which is I mean, if you tell me I'm getting a solid role player that can be a sometimes all-star, I'll take that. I'll take that if I'm if I'm in the NBA team, I'll take that. I had to ask that because y'all talk about empty calories and shit. The Raptors gonna be one of the worst teams in the league next season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's all. Like y'all really top ten, Scotty? <laughs> Who'd you have over him? Uh, I didn't have him in my top ten at all. Okay, I, okay, I remember. Yeah. Okay, I'm not. I'm not mad at that either, honestly, because I'm. Yeah. Cause I'm always big on. I gotta see it to believe it, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you gotta see it to believe it. So I ain't mad at it. I ain't, I'm not mad at it. Not mad at that. And, at all. Like we've all discussed, like. We've all discussed like our own Eastern Conference teams taking steps up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I how we expect the Raptors to do the same. Somebody right. gotta follow. Yeah, because I, I think I think Detroit and Orlando will be better than them than Toronto easily. Indiana. Toronto gonna be cleaning the house really soon. They got to in order to move forward. They got a new coach, and you got players that want to get paid and want to play more. OG won't gonna get up out of there. Pascal gonna get up out of there. It's okay to take a step back, take a couple steps forward down the road. So I, I ain't mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. So speaking of draft, where do y'all put Brandon Miller? Well, what what is he? I know he he's a rookie, but what kind of what kind of season y'all expecting from him? Hmm. Uh, of course we can end, but of course, like he's rookie yeah. top two. I again don't believe in him, but I just uh, he's a four, small four. Want to get y'all opinions? I'm not when, a believer. When Brandon Miller got drafted, I never thought, or even before that, even when I was watching him at Alabama, I never thought that he was gonna be like a superstar. I always saw him as a solid number two, number three option. He doesn't really do anything special off the dribble. Uh, he's not really supremely athletic, like in like a freakish kind of way. He's just a solid, steady player. I can see him having like a I don't even I, I can't even say comfortably he'll make an all-star game. I, I feel like he'll have like a solid like role player type of career. Like I want to like Marvin Williams, who was also picked at number two for the uh the hawks a couple years ago and he was like not the main guy for north carolina they had like sean may rashad Kantz, um raymond felton and he was like drafted because he was 6'9 and 230 which is kind of like what what brandon miller is and that doesn't mean he's a bad player it just means that charlotte is not a great drafting of players again i would have picked scoot henderson based on the potential and i would have at some point knowing that i might get like Scoop better than LaMelo, I would trade LaMelo and get something back for that. But Brandon Miller, I maybe like a 13, 14 points per game score next year. Um, LaMelo's going to b- dominate the ball. So I need Brandon Miller to dom- to, to develop a, a jumper, consistent jumper in the corner on the wing, uh, get rebounds. Shooting and rebounding is the most important thing for him, I think, going forth, because he's not going to be that guy on this Charlotte team. Not, not, not so long as LaMelo is there now. I don't believe that. So I say a role player is what I would say. Yeah, and I, I think that hmm, how I put this. I think you we said talk about the commandments of LBR. Brandon Mills is gonna show you who he is too. Uh, when the talent got to where it needed to get for Alabama and the tournament, Brandon Miller wasn't there. He didn't show up. And now you're playing against some better talent. <laughs> night in and night out and so i don't know how good his game is going to transfer i think he's going to go through a, a time where like he's not really himself per se i feel like he's gonna have a, a few games here or there he's gonna go you know a little north of 20 
maybe even get a 30-point game. Who knows? But based on what I saw with their run last season, Alabama, they didn't do that run because Brandon Miller was out there scoring 35, 40 points a game. It wasn't because of that. And so I, I don't think he'll he'll do that well. Um, he won't make my list next year either. Cool. All right, gentlemen, we can wrap it up right there. Uh, again, for those listening, enjoy your Labor Day. Enjoy your time off, even though we went to work today. I think today was the first day of Shannon and Stephen A. Smith. So if y'all watched that, shout out to y'all. But if y'all watched us, shout out to y'all as well. Hey, y'all some real Right. So next week, we are doing the top 10 power fours. Shout out to Tyler here in the comments. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> next week is the top 10 power fours. So that means we get to make fun of Kevin Durant not being as good a player as Giannis next week again. <laughs> Will, I have- Will he be at number four for me? <laughs> Will I have Kevin y'all already know my number one? So y'all, y'all work out, y'all want to work the bullshit out, y'all whatever. Do do what do what needs to be done. Y'all know my number one. So I, get ready, get have... your clothes ready, get your clown mask ready, do whatever you need to do. Cause y'all with the shit, y'all better not have Giannis over Kevin Durant, bro. <laughs> Will I have Giannis over Kevin Durant? We'll see next y'all week. Y'all better not. <laughs> Stay safe. Be blessed. Peace. <laughs>